It's another month in comedy, and that means it's time again for the roundup. Tonight, we're going full fan expo mode with a panel of comics in character as your favorite caped crusaders from DC and Marvel. The ultimate roast battle hits the stage at Toronto's famous comedy bar, and no punches will be pulled. It's time to get your geek on, baby! I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and streaming as always all over planet Earth online on Global News. We have our producer Vince Tedesco on the line with us. It is the end of yet another month in comedy and boy oh boy is summer winding down fast. Uh, so that means it's time again for a full round of Vince on the panel. We're doing something a little bit different tonight. We have four comics who are taking a very different roast format to the stage at Toronto's famous comedy bar. They are in character, kind of, as some of their favorite heroes from the worlds of DC and, of course, the Marvel Universe, which is swallowing up literally all things media these days. So they're going head to head. DC versus Marvel. Who is better? And are they going to roast each other as comics, or are they roasting each other in character, or both? We're going to find out, Vince. This is a doozy. Uh, as producer of the show, I'd like to say I come up with some weird ideas, but this one, whoo, takes the cake. It's so, chock full of nerds, this panel. Yeah, That's it's, what we're it's doing. Comic book, comic book enthusiasts, if you will. There is Fan Expo going on this week, but uh, they are doing a roast battle format of DC versus Marvel, as you mentioned. For those of us following us online, on the social media, on the Instagram, at Inside Joke 640, give us a follow. You'll be able to see the show clips of these crazy characters kind of dressed up in their full getup. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It is interesting because we talked to a lot of comics doing roast shows. I mean, not too long ago, we had our friends over at Roast Battle Canada joining us on the air. We've always covered, you know, the JFL roasts over the years. Lots of roast stuff. But that's, yeah. of course, always comics going after each other. And a lot of times it's on TV, it's taped galas, and it's name comics that a lot of us know. That way the audience knows sort of what dirt they're digging up and they go cutthroat against each other. This is a, It's kind of like one step removed because all of these comics taking the stage at Comedy Bar, they're going after each other's comic book characters at the same yeah. time. And so they're in it. character. They're and they're in character. character. <laughs> it's, it's getting very Inception-y. There's layers to this whole thing. <laughs> so we're going to find out. But it's been going on for a while. This show has been selling out at Comedy Bar because, I mean, one thing Comedy Bar is infamous for is it is the stage in Toronto where you can come up with these absurd alternative con concepts and put on these comedy shows that really nobody else is doing. And, and no other stage is plays, plays host to shows like this. So comedy yeah. bar is a place where you can go come up with this wild new format and go and do it. And there's an audience there. So we're going to find out what this roast show is all about. Get into it with our panel. It is of course a full roundup as we wind down our second month of summer, we're kind of going from festival season into fall fest time and some new live shows so it's a good way to cap off the summer right here tonight on our august roundup on inside jokes
back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, giving you the superpower of sight. How about that? Because we're kind of getting to right? Isn't that right, Vince? That's totally... We're getting into fan expo mode tonight. It is the end of another month in comedy. It's another month of inside jokes. And that mean it is the roundup. We've got a full panel of comics bringing a very different roast show format to the stage of Toronto's famous comedy bar. They are going DC versus Marvel. Which universe is better? Which characters are better? Are the comics roasting each other? Are they roasting each other in character? Is it both? We're going to find out. We're going to go around the panel right now. See who we have on the air. We have... The Roast Master, Sebastian Fazio, in character as Deadpool. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm good. Uh, when, uh, when Sebastian asked me to uh, host uh, Marvel vs. DC Roast Battle, I thought he was a, a kid with cancer, so I said yes. Obviously, now I'm stuck doing this show, but it's going to be a good time. There we go. We have co-producer, <laughs> co-host, Frankie Hunter as Kate Bishop. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? We are excellent. It is uh, again. We've we've covered lots of roast shows on Inside Jokes over the years, but this is definitely something entirely different. And of course, perfectly well timed for Fan Expo here in Toronto. We have Freddie Jan as Blade, which is also you can't see this on the radio, but a pretty good costume. How are you doing, man? Doing very well. It's nice to take a break from vampire hunting and to just you know talk with you civilians. It's a, it's a tough life, so we're looking forward to this. <laughs> there we go. And last but certainly not least, looks like he is actually sitting in like a warehouse full of fan merch or something. I have no idea. Mike Moratis is, of course, John Constantine, which he told us before the before the show that it's actually Constantine. So I don't know. How are you doing tonight? I guess depending on which actor I decide to play as. But <laughs> Keanu Reeves is Constantine, and I guess Matt Ryan is Constantine. So I don't know. I feel like I probably would trust him more. I don't know. But okay, we'll go with we'll go with Constantine. I always said Constantine. I don't know. So we'll get we're gonna get into what this show all is about, where where people can find it, and exactly how this whole roast works. I guess Sebastian, we'll kick or sorry, Deadpool, we'll kick this over to you first because I know you have been selling this show out. It's a monthly thing at Comedy Bar. It's coming up again this September eighteenth. What's what's this whole DC versus Marvel roast battle all about, and how much of it is in character the entire time? Well, the entire thing's in character. We have a bunch of half the lineup playing Marvel characters, and they're squaring off against fan favorite characters from DC. Uh, ten jokes back and forth. This all came from the this bitter uh, rivalry between Marvel fans and DC fans. And I thought, why not apply it to the roast battle format to finally determine once and for all who's better? Wow. I think there is such a built-in audience for that, too, because... You know, when comics do roast shows, it's a chance always to sort of, you're stepping outside of your regular material. You're, it's a writing exercise. You get to just go after your fellow comic. You're doing stuff that obviously does not belong in your material at any given point. It's something entirely different. You're going, you're going for the jugular. So in character, these characters, these DC and Marvel characters, is that the same kind of a thing? Like how, how brutal are you willing to go? I mean, you are Deadwood. You don't really have much of a filter to begin with. Uh, <laughs> I just called you Deadwood. Deadpool. Deadwood is a Western show. <laughs> uh, I, I personally, myself, I go for the jugular in any show that I do because uh, I most I focus on roasts mainly anyway. So this show is no different. I'll say whatever I want about anybody, and I think the audience gets it more because they're more familiar with the character than they would be if it was just a regular roast battle. 
So I think they're even more into it, just seeing these characters presented in a new way. That is an interesting thing, too, because that is kind of a pitfall that happens with roast shows, especially, I mean, when it's when it's roast shows taking place in local venues like Comedy Bar, you know, because it's all comics that know each other and work with each other. So a lot of it is sort of inside dirt and inside jokes, not to shout out our own show name, but a lot of the time it's stuff that kind of can go over an audience's head because you know things about your fellow comics that the audience might not know because these aren't, you know, we're not watching Comedy Central roasts. This is comics who know and work with each other. Yeah. This is interesting because these are all famous characters and you can really just go for the throat on stuff that a whole audience is going to be able to relate to and just sort of know exactly what you're talking about exactly and uh, i find like a, a lot with uh sorry I'm, i might be rambling i find like a lot of roast shows become repetitive because especially roast battles you get like the th three same jokes a lot of the time like this person is an abuser this person's a pedophile and so forth and so forth because that's the only thing audiences like that's a common parlance amongst the audience. Yeah. Whereas I could say the, the frame of reference is much wider. It is because when it's comics, just local comics going after each other, you kind of do have to play up on things that the audience can see right there in real time. So it's like you go after physical traits, you go after sort of uh, what their material comes across as. You can't kind of go too deep with it because the people don't know these comics well enough uh kate bishop you you look very much the innocent there next to to deadpool how how savage do you plan on going during this show how much how much of a hate on do you have for the other universe and comic books uh, how much of a hate on do i have yeah um, well quite typically actually i'm more of a dc fan so it's really fun i know so it's really so it's really fun for me to be in this role and say that especially especially i say things in character that would make my grandparents roll in their grave like it's just totally <laughs> totally totally shameful but i love the i love the part of the shows where you're just losing all inhibitions it's total savage it's just total cruelty and it's, it's so much fun like people actually like feel bad about themselves leaving the show that they actually laugh during it like it's it's that bad so um not bad in quality bad it's, uh, no jokes are in bad taste but you feel like a bad person leaving so I feel like if I feel like that's the best type of roast wait that's how, that's the tagline for the show we're gonna make you feel awful on the way out <laughs> now Kate Bishop is a Marvel character but you're a DC fan yeah, so I, I find that contrast like really interesting and so like that. Like I love being on. I I played in these in these roast battles. I've actually played both universes. Like you know, I played I played uh um, I played Jessica Jones, which is obviously a never Marvel character. And so like that, there's been Harley Quinn played and so like that. So it's really I've done both sides of it. So I love so I I love just roasting my own fandom. <laughs> And it's perfectly timed during Fan Expo. We're going to come back and find out more of what this roast battle is all about, how cutthroat it's going to be. We're going to be right back, right here on the Roundup on Inside Jokes. Hi, I'm Deadpool, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640 Toronto. It's like a maze within itself, yeah. Check the grimy, slimy, slimy. Criminal menial, individual ivy. Searching for the dark night, working in the shadows of the city. Hero with Jiggy, my crime committee. Robbing every golf and piggy bang blind. Take a journey through the mind of a red light. 
Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby. It is the roundup right here. A full panel tonight brought to you, of course, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you have the power of supervision since 1967. It's Fan Expo time, and we are talking about a very interesting new roast battle format hitting the stage at Toronto's Famous Comedy Bar coming up September 18th. Comics from the world of DC and the world of Marvel going head to head. Comedy Bar was kind of built for doing formats like this, absurd formats that haven't really happened anywhere else. I mean, Sebastian, was this always sort of the ideal home for this? Because that's kind of what Comedy Bar was built on, was just producers bringing completely absurd off-the-wall ideas to the stage that nobody else is doing and that nowhere, nowhere else is really a home for this stuff. And that's what Comedy Bar is all about. But it's interesting because... With this roast battle, you already have a built-in audience of, of fans of comics of both these universes. Mm-hmm. But at Comedy Bar, you also get a lot of just walk-in traffic. People just go to Comedy Bar on a whim and just go there and catch whatever random show they feel like watching that night. How relatable is this, do you think, to people who aren't, who aren't even necessarily comic fans at all? Well, I mean, I think at this point, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like the biggest blockbuster franchise in history... The good thing about this show is that no matter like the average audience member is familiar with give or take like five or six characters on any given show. So even if they don't know, say Constantine or Blade, they'll know Spider-Man. So it's enough of like, oh, this is like a interesting take that they'll be like, okay, this is an interesting show versus say like a regular stand-up show, not to, not to shade regular stand-up shows. And obviously Comedy Bar is the, the Comedy Bar is the perfect place for it because it's the training ground and like the perfect place for any young producer to put on the show because they'll take anything <laughs> not, not to say like, <laughs> no no, no that's, not bad. that's not bad that's not what i meant gary if you're listening uh, yeah, they'll let you they'll let you try any idea they're very uh creatively freeing that's what i meant to say <laughs> anything on the stage they don't know what they're doing <laughs> Oh, the well, they'll, ones. they'll let you do anything. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> So far, the taglines we have for this show are you'll leave feeling terrible about yourself and comedy bar. They'll take anything. That's it's perfect. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it is kind of true though. Comedy bar was always great for that. They were sort of, you know, back when alt comedy was sort of this new experimental thing and just wasn't like a just sort of generic buzz term now. But comedy bar was always great for that. It was just sort of they're open to concepts. They not only open to it, they welcome new formats. That's sort of what they're all about. They don't really filter anything. They just go, if you can book the room and fill the room, then have at her. Like, let's see what interesting stuff comics can come up with. And because of that, that room has, we've seen some of the most innovative shows in this city come out of that space. Uh, I'll throw it over to Constantine and Blade now. I mean, how divided are we really on DC versus Marvel? I've always felt like DC has sort of like the darker, more fringe characters. Um, but it's, I mean, it's the underdog right now, kind of in a, Marvel literally owns everything right now. So, I mean, Constantine, we'll throw that to you. I mean, obviously there's a bias, but how divided are we? I mean, I don't know about DC versus Marvel, but when it comes to vampires and werewolves, I'm team Jacob. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big just movie fan. So I, I like everything. I have, I have Spider-Man behind me, even though that's, that's Marvel. Right. Yeah. But I, then I got I got the Batman mark. So I'm, I'm much like uh, uh, Kate Bishop there. I'm happy with with both universes playing together and fighting each other. Always down with that. What about you, Blade? I mean, do you think is there too much Marvel now? Is there too? I mean, 
it just seems like it's a nonstop factory now of Marvel things. Like there's never ending spinoffs in that universe. There's never ending series. She Hulk attorney at law. I don't know what the hell that is. That looks like David E. Kelly did an acid trip or something. I don't know what's going on. It's just like, <laughs> is there too much? Is there too much Marvel? That's what I want to ask you guys. Well, first and foremost, I don't really look at things as Marvel and DC. It's humans versus vampires. That's what's really on my mind most of the time. Um, that being said, if I'm forced to answer your question, um, Marvel versus DC, we need Marvel movies because DC really can't cut it. You know, they can barely cut a mustache off of Superman's face, let alone a movie, you know? So they're putting the Marvel movies out. People are watching them. Um, you know, it helps me. I got my fans and it inspires me to continue vampire hunting and make sure that there's no vampires on the streets for you guys. So be Marvel all the way. And I'm, I'm looking forward to proudly representing them. You can't trust DC anymore. Not after Justice League one and two. I mean, wow. they've, here's, here's, I mean, they're not on a great, they're not on a great streak. I mean, the, even, you know, Ben Affleck as Batman. I don't know about that. They've never really seemed to be able to nail down Superman. Would DC, would, would DC be completely screwed without Batman? Really? Um, you know what? I don't even know if they're, if they would do better with or without Matt Batman, to be honest with you. Um, I was looking forward to the flash, but we've all seen how that's been going. Um, I, I think DC is done to be honest with you. Um, I don't really know if Ben Affleck's going to be coming back. If he was there, I don't know if he'd be making that much of a difference, but Blade is available to play Batman if that's necessary. <laughs> I think The Flash would be a really good movie if you just followed Ezra Miller around in real life. <laughs> that's true. You could call it Speed. Yeah, just make it a documentary about Ezra Miller. I think that would be a that would make for a, for a very good Flash movie. I don't know. Has Superman become unadaptable, do you guys think, lately? Because it hasn't been going great, I don't think. People were very excited when it was Henry Cavill, but there hasn't it, it. They've never really nailed a Superman movie in a long, long time. Look, with, with Superman, he you take this bright, colorful, created by a Canadian character, and you zap all the color out of him. You betray everything the character stood for, and uh, that's the reason. Like, it's not he's not a dark and gritty character. The character's never, never been that. Well, the most popular fan, like fan accepted versions of him have never been that so you can't just put him on a screen and be like oh he's batman now yeah you need to have him be where bright blue bright yellow and it's supposed to be fun and, and you can always bring back a franchise though i mean you look at what happened before before the christopher nolan batman movies i mean there was a dark time there when you had batman forever and batman and robin i mean those were uh that was a that was a hard that was a hard period for Batman, and then they brought it back, and then now there's the whole the Robert Pattinson one. Who, by the way, I'll throw this to the panel. In your opinion, who is who is the greatest Batman? Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. I, I feel like the voice for the cartoon, right? Yeah. I, I feel like Christian Bale was the best Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck might have been the best Batman, or Michael Keaton. But I think there's difference between uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Very so, much so. Yeah. Michael Keaton for sure. Michael Keaton, 100%, was the best Batman. Michael yeah, Keaton? He was dark. He was also slightly awkward because obviously being rich and isolated does that to you. He was absolutely perfect. Not this not this emo crap that uh, Robert Pattinson put on the screen. <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was a My Chemical Romance performance or it was supposed to be Batman. Like, I'm just not sure. <laughs> I the next Batman. I'll bring back the bat nipple. Hashtag free the bat nipple. <laughs> <laughs> the bat nipple in the cod piece was interesting. 
Okay, for the for the audience at home, this panel is heavily Marvel based, right? You have Deadpool, Kate Bishop, and Blade are our Marvel, and Constantonius, whatever Constantine <laughs> is, uh, is DC. So you're you're a little outnumbered, DC. Yeah, well, okay. kind of, because you got Kate Bishop is playing both sides. <laughs> She's a double agent. I'm a double agent. Wow. <laughs> I'm a little bit on, but I also don't have the Spider-Man and the Batman mug. I'm not going to confuse your audience here. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not too worried. The three Marvel characters there use swords and arrows. Okay, like a gun can stop most. <laughs> it's a katana. <laughs> that is true. There's no real superpowers there necessarily. I have regenerative healing factor. Um, well, that's true. Not that constant. also has a regenerative healing factor as well. So, well, you do have the vampire blood, sir. Yes. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Now, as far as movie franchises, Blade is getting a reboot. No. Yeah. Blade's getting the reboot it deserves. They're getting an Oscar-winning actor to to portray me, Mahershala Ali. So we're looking forward to that, just to elevate the Blade uh, trilogy or the Blade series where it needs to be. Um, that's in production and we're looking forward to getting that out real soon. <laughs> there we go. Here's one that took a lot of heat this past year, by the way, and became very memeable was of course Morbius, which I don't think that it helped having Jared Leto in there. I don't think it helps having him in anything per se. Um, also not the second superhero franchise he kind of single-handedly tanked. I mean, we all remember his turn as the Joker in Suicide Squad was, was, not great was not not very well received but morbius really that was like the most hated on uh this past couple of years for sure um and very hilariously memed up uh what, what were some of the worst adaptations in your opinions that we've seen and the flip side of that what are some adaptations that we haven't seen yet that you really think we should i feel like dc probably has a deep pool of stuff that hasn't been pr produced yet because Marvel's just literally doing anything at this point. They'll just take stuff that's in their utility closet and throw it in front of a camera. Like they've used up everything. They have a billion shows. I guess uh, Constantine, we've, I saw you nodding your head there. We'll, we'll throw that to you. What do you think are some of the worst adaptations we've seen? And what do you think we should see that we haven't yet? Well, worst, we got two of them on the panel. Uh, you got Wolverine <laughs> Origins, where we first saw Deadpool, but without the mask and his mouth sewn, sewn shut. So that was, that was pretty horrendous. And then we got Blade Trinity, which was just ridiculous. Uh, I don't even know what was happening in that movie. But the best, uh, as far as like what I think they should make, which I'm surprised they haven't yet, it's an, a DC comic called Transmetropolitan, which I think was moved to Vertigo after Vertigo was like a subsidiary of DC. But uh, Transmetropolitan is about a gonzo journalist in the future. And it's like if Hunter S. Thompson and Alan Moore was one insane person named Spider Jerusalem. And uh, Patrick Stewart wanted to play the character years ago and was supposed to voice him in a cartoon. And I just never took off. So I'm surprised that hasn't gotten picked up. I like the sounds of that, that pitch already. De uh, Deadpool, I mean, I know you like to... Um sort of eschew everything around you. What do you think are some of the worst adaptations we've seen? What do you think is some of the worst garbage that has come out in the comic book world onto the screen? I think the worst adaptation is definitely Constantine. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> for uh, calling me out there. Uh, other than that, I think the Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice was the biggest pile of garbage I've ever seen. I thought Aquaman was terrible. I thought Wonder Woman was terrible. 1984 was terrible. Uh, I'd rather it be Morbin time than have to sit through Justice League with Snyder Cut again. 
Wow. I feel like I, yeah, I'm surprised actually Aquaman didn't get as much hate as it did. I feel like it also just got overshadowed by the whole Amber Heard in real life business, but Aquaman was pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, Bishop, before we go to break, what do you think was one of the worst adaptations you've seen in a while? Um, I have to say channeling my strong female energy. I have to say Birds of Prey was actually pretty awful. I think it didn't do anything for womanhood. wasn't empowering, just totally like lezzy, over-sexualized vibes on purpose just to appease like a male audience to get them interested. I thought that was a pretty horrible adaptation. And then also the most, again, like I already said, the most recent Batman movie, like what the hell can we collectively say? What the hell was that? I don't know what the, like what the professional movie people are saying, but that was, that was absolutely gone awful I actually slept in the theater like halfway through and like actually had to wake myself up and I was actually upset because because of that was a nightmare actually not while I was sleeping so wow although I would like to see more as of uh Colin Farrell as the penguin that was interesting but he, he was, was only awesome in there. he was yeah. great but he was in there for about five minutes but I would like to see more of that uh but yeah you're right the whole thing just had this sort of like it, it did feel like an emo video. All right, we're going to come back with more of our roundup panel, more DC versus Marvel. And of course, you can watch it all happen. Go down live on stage September 18th at Toronto's Comedy Bar. We'll be right back with more inside jokes. This is Blade, the man keeping the streets vampire free, taking over the big blood banks. You're listening to Inside Jokes. High above the mucky muck, castle made of clouds. There sits Wonder Boy, sitting oh so proudly. Not much to say when you're high above the mucky muck. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. We're right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see terrible comic book movie adaptations in a theater near you. And we're getting into some of them right now. It is our roundup. We are talking DC versus Marvel. We've got comics in character as comic book characters. That is very meta already right there. Uh, but of course you can see this happen live on stage coming up at Toronto's famous comedy bar. Uh, Deadpool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this one to you actually. Ryan Reynolds, what did you think about him portraying you? Because I feel like he kind of redeemed himself because we did mention Blade Trinity on this show earlier. Not a well-received comic book adaptation. And of course, Ryan Reynolds was also in the Green Lantern, which was... That was Morbin time levels of bad. So what are your opinions on Ryan Reynolds and his portrayal of you? Look, I like to help people in need. So when Ryan came to me and said, I need to play you in a movie after starring in several 
of the worst superhero movies of all time, I said, look, I'll, I'll give you a chance, but if this is garbage, you're out of Hollywood. And you know what? He did his best. He didn't fully capture my essence, but you know what? The kid's got something there. I think he's going to be a really big star someday. Blade, we'll throw it to you. I mean, people are are ragging on Blade Trinity, but you did get you did get three movies before the whole MCU and before the comic book movie sequels were being pumped out nonstop. The Blade movies were there well before all that happened, well before this whole resurgence. That's true. And uh, you know what? I don't think I can take any more Ryan Reynolds slander. Okay, that was a tough role. It's hard to go it's hard to go up against vampires night after night. They offered that role to a lot of actors that turned it down because it was just too daunting. Leo said no. Tom Hanks said no. Denzel Washington said no. Ryan Reynolds was the only one that was uh, willing to take the role because vampires are scary. So I support him. We'd love to have him back. Um, and, uh, you know, Blade was the trilogy before trilogies were cool in the superhero universe. There we go. We're also just coming off of, I mean, we're winding down the summer here. We're coming out of festival season. That's been our talk all summer long, of course. You know, JFL, all the summer fringes that happen, all of that stuff. For all of you, because of the theme of this show, and it's happening in Toronto right now, how, how big of an event for all of you is Fan Expo? Is that something that you're all going and flocking over to? Because obviously you all do this show at Comedy Bar because you are such a huge fan of all this stuff. How big of a deal is Fan Expo for you? It's the only place. I can like, I mean, other than my own show, where I can dress up as any character I want. And then I don't feel like a total like idiot because everyone else is there and we're all enjoy. We all have this like shared enjoyment of these like franchises, whether it be Marvel, DC, anime, manga, whatever. We all just are there to love something, which, which I don't think happens a lot of the time. Yeah. And things in this case, Marvel versus DC. DC sucks. But... <laughs> Yeah. I love Fan Expo, especially because it takes place in the daytime. So, you know, it's vampire free. Um, any event like that is always is always nice for Blade. <laughs> Constantine, how about you? You're kind of a live in the shadows, low pro- profile kind of a guy. Is Fan Expo much of a thing for you? Uh, I, I like it, you know. I, I, I like seeing the other celebrities figuring out uh, which ones are demons or not. That's uh, something you can do there, you know. There's uh... a... <laughs> There we go. Who is, I'm going to throw this to the entire panel. Who would you say is the most hack comic book character of all time? And who would you really love to roast that you have not roasted on this show yet? Deadpool, I feel like we'll kick that one off with you. The most, ha- oh my God, there's so many hacks. I, uh, firstly, uh, Batman. I think he's the most overrated superhero of all time. I don't need to see any more Batman. So I would love, he's going to be on the show September 18th. Uh, I would love to, uh, to roast Squirrel Girl, she's my favorite comic book character, so the least hack. Uh, Do you have the Toronto Batman as Batman on your show? He has been on the show as Batman. Uh, I'm, I haven't asked him to be on the September 18th one, but he's going he's gonna to be back. All he right. He's costume all the time, and we get to rip him apart, which is great. He's also a rickshaw driver. Many people don't know that. All right. (laughs) That's how he got to comedy bar. All right. Bishop, is there who do you I mean, I know you you you've made it clear that you definitely have a hate on for Robert Pattinson's Batman. Who do you think is the most hack comic character that you'd really love to just rip into on stage? Honestly, we talked about him earlier, and honestly, I think it's Superman. I don't think he's aged well at all, and so like that, like I think I think he was once popular in an era that needed him, and I don't think we need him anymore. Just get him out of here. Like I'm totally over Superman. 
Fair enough. I think my favorite comic book character is just Harvey Picar. That's it. Just a filing clerk from Cleveland. That was what those comic books were all about. He's just a guy from Cleveland who collects jazz records. That's no superpowers whatsoever. Just Harvey Picar. All right, Constantine, what about you? I mean, you seem like a pretty unbiased character, but is there is there a comic book character in either universe that just kind of like bugs you, rubs you the wrong way that you'd really just love to tear apart live on stage? Yeah, for DC, uh, I agree with the Superman thing. Uh, but now I feel like Homelander's doing that for the rest of us. Uh, so <laughs> can't make fun of Superman as much anymore. Uh, for Marvel, uh, I would probably want to go up against you know what i've been really excited to be facing off against blade blades a, a marvel hero i've always liked and uh i think that's gonna be one wicked battle i'm excited for that let me tell you are you and blade paired up against each other you already know this oh it's going down interesting I've been, <laughs> we've been looking through the camera at each other and it's been i can feel i can feel the energy I mean, Blade, what do you think about that? Is there, aside from Constantine, is there a comic that you have a vendetta against that you would love to rip apart on stage? Because you and Constantine, kind of spiritually akin in some ways, you're out there in the shadows in the night taking on vampires. He's out there slaying demons. I mean, it's kind of, you have some similarities in a way. Yeah, I'm not too worried about uh, Constantine. Um, you know, the uh, the biggest demon that he's battled off of, uh, battled against, I think is, um, you know, alcohol, addiction that's about it so i'm not really too worried um when it comes to uh what superhero i'm trying to or what the person i'd want to face off against uh morbius you know just to stand on the shoulders of vampire mythology such a sinister thing is it's not funny and it's not right you know they're they're in the streets and i'm trying to take them down and that that's a superhero if you could even call him that that i would be I would be more than happy to go up against. There we go. All right, we're going to come back and wrap it up with our roundup panel, DC versus Marvel, coming up live at Toronto's Famous Comedy Bar. We're going to be right back, right here on Inside Jokes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Constantine, and I'm here to tell you that you're listening to Inside Jokes. I've got... I've got 12-sided die I've got Kitty Pride And Nightcrawler too Waiting there for me Yes, I do Welcome back to Inside Jokes. It is the end of the month. It is the comedy roundup. And what a more perfect panel than the worlds of DC versus Marvel, because we have Fan Expo, of course, taking over Toronto right now. We have some of your favorite and maybe most hated comic book characters taking the stage live at Toronto's famous comedy bar, as played by some of our own stand-ups roasting the bejesus out of each other in character. I want to go Deadpool. I mean, you slash Sebastian Fazio, you host this show. You've been doing this monthly at Comedy Bar. Why do you think there is such a sort of overlap between these worlds of fan culture, comic book culture, and stand-up comedy? I mean, there really does always seem to be a nice marriage there. So many comics have podcasts about this stuff. So many comics are like self-professed comic book geeks and just really love this stuff. And it does play into a lot of people's comedy. There's a lot of comics who've been doing their material about this for years. Why do you think those worlds kind of mesh together so well? Do you think it's because comics, stand-up comics also kind of see themselves as like outsiders and fringe characters? Because when you step on stage, I mean, 
when you talk to a stand-up comic a lot of the time off stage they're kind of working their material through their head they're not always bouncing off the walls lively and all this stuff they're running stuff through the head but when they get up on stage they're in a completely different mode they're an extreme version of themselves because you kind of do step into character in a way do you mm -hmm. think that's why there's sort of this overlap between these two worlds a hundred percent it's exactly what you said i think nerd culture I mean, it's so big now that everyone is like a nerd, quote unquote. But I yeah. think it started out as this like outsider thing. People got made fun of for liking comic books. That idea of being an outsider is what is like the same thing that happens in stand-up. We just want to feel like a part of a, a community because for so long we felt so alone. And stand-up comedy provides that. Uh, comic books, anime, superheroes, they've all provided that like community for us. It is kind of true. I mean, as a comic, you know, you're, when you step on stage and you're getting into your material, you cut, you're, you're putting on a suit, you're putting on a mask in a way you sort of become a different version of yourself, this sort of bulletproof version of yourself. Cause a lot of people are surprised they meet stand-up comics off stage and they're just uh, some of them, you know, you're this sort of shy, awkward person. You're not always just like the most boisterous person in the room, but when you get up on stage and grab that mic, it's a totally different thing. You become this extreme version of yourself. Comics are nothing but the Island of misfit toys. So it's kind of a perfect fit. All right, we're going to go around the panel uh, and find out where we can find everybody coming up, your social media, all that good stuff. Uh, Mike Moratis, a.k.a. Constantine, where can we find you online, sir? Hey, uh, yeah, uh, my social media handle is Mike. I hate it here on everything. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox, whatever. So uh, it's very <laughs> simple to find. There we go. Freddie Jan, a.k.a. Blade, when you're not out in the streets at night hunting down vampires, where can we find you live, find you on the social, all that good stuff? Yeah, so for the socials, you can find me on Instagram at FreddieJan17, Freddie, D-D-Y, Jan, like Jan from The Office, 17. You guys know what that is. Um, with regards to performing, August 30th, uh, I'll be hosting a show at Mascot Brewery uh, at 8.30 p.m. So uh, if you feel like laughing on a Tuesday, come check it out. Excellent. There we go. Frankie, a.k.a. Kate Bishop, where can we find you online? All that good stuff. Well, you could honestly just find me at, at Roastmaster Bash. I'm the co-producer of all of his shows. I'm involved in a lot of social media there, so check, so check me out there. There we go. And last but, of course, not least, the Roastmaster himself, Sebastian, a.k.a. Deadpool. So where can we get tickets for this show coming up at Comedy Bar? Find you online, all your socials, all that great stuff. Yes, you could find tickets for the show uh, at comedybar.ca. Uh, it's the Comedy Bar West location, not the Danforth one. Uh, myself, you can find me at, like she said, we share, we use the same Instagram account professionally at Roastmaster Bash. Uh, and for this show specifically, it, it has its own Instagram and TikTok account, which is at Marvel DC Roast Battle. Oh, and cool. How, um, like, how divided has this audience been, do you find, by the way, on DC versus Marvel? I mean, is there a bigger chunk of people that are Team Marvel these days just because they've sort of Disneyed up and swallowed up the entire universe? Yes. Our la the last show we did, I was like, uh, which, who, who's here for Team Marvel? Like, 90% of the audience applauded. And then I asked who's DC, and then one guy in the back was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> was so sad. I feel like that's what it is, though, is DC is the underdog right now. Yeah, but I know even I feel like it's like that even with the like the equal like not the, like the unequal distribution of fans it's like that there's such beautiful harmony in the audience still like everyone laughs at every single joke so I think that's what's so amazing about these shows that even if you're not a Marvel fan even if you're not a DC fan you still everything is laughable so 
we and will it does it will do you slip out of character at all during this because i know sebastian you're, you were producing roast shows well before this so if you're completely in character like you have blade versus constantine on the stage is there still moments where they slip out of character and they'll do a joke about the other comic or is it do you completely stick to who who you're on stage as I, I mean, I'm a really bad actor, so I'll just put on a mask a lot of the time and be like, I'm Deadpool or I'm Wolverine or what. Uh, but I try to limit, I try to commit as much as possible to the character I'm playing. Uh, and I try to encourage the comedians to roast the character individually uh, versus the comic who's playing them. Like there's room for one or two, but yeah. the audience is there to see their favorite characters get roasted, not, not the comedian or else they just go to a regular roast battle show. And how do you do you think do you see the audience being mostly comic book fans or do you still get those those that random walk in comedy bar crowd that's just like this looks interesting I want to check this out. Uh, recently, like uh, the last show it was almost all comic book fans like a bunch of people wearing like Captain America Venom shirts. A couple, one Batman, one Superman. Those were the audience members who were Team DC. There's always some just ra random stragglers, which is nice. Oh, Venom, by the way, that's another unfortunate one that happened. All right. <laughs> we didn't even get into that one. There's a list of so many. I mean, there's 8 million comic book movies in the theater right now at any given time. So there's such a laundry list of bad ones that we could get into. It'll have to happen next time. All right. That is our panel. Thank you again to Deadpool, Kate Bishop, Blade, and John Constantine. You can catch them all September 18th live at Toronto's Famous Comedy Bar. It is the DC versus Marvel roast battle. Hit up comedybar.ca for tickets. Catch that show before it's sold out. And don't forget to catch Fan Expo this week here in Toronto. You'll probably see some of these comics there walking around in costume. You won't know it's them, but you might see them there. That is our show. Don't forget, you can go to Global News Online and listen to all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time. That's our roundup. That's our show. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is a clip from the last DC versus Marvel roast battle. Enjoy. Oh, man, they told me I'd be roasting the most famous Canadian superhero tonight. I was like, holy shit, Deadpool's here? <laughs> in, terms, in terms of Canadian superheroes, Wolverine is way more like Nickelback, okay? They're, they're both originally from Alberta. They both peaked like 20 years ago, and they both like to look at this photograph. <laughs> you were white before you changed your skin color. Your hero name should have been Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Mariko, Silver Fox, Jean Grey. Wolverine has more dead women in his past than a Kennedy family reunion. Oh. Like I said, Beast Boy suffers from depression. I can't wait until he joins the Teen Suicide Squad. Oh. Beast Boy got his powers after being attacked by green monkeys, which is not fair because when Cyborg got by monkeys, all he got was AIDS. Oh. <laughs>